So I would like to remind everyone. Please do. That no is a complete sentence. Yeah. I even Googled it. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now, Katie. And so to be able to say someone who's trying to guilt you into doing something that you know is just not right for you, it's okay to say no. Yeah. And then you go to your safe person and you move through the feelings that you're having knowing that the other is upset with you. Yeah. Because you're not actually doing something wrong. Well, hello there and welcome to the Praxis Podcast. Praxis is the college-age community of Three Crosses Church in Castro Valley, California. And this podcast exists for the purpose of engaging in conversations that help young people flourish in life and faith. I'm your host, Max Critchfield, the pastor of the college-age community at Three Crosses Church. We're so glad you're here. Well, we're back. We are continuing on in uh, this inaugural season of the Praxis Podcast, talking about the intersection of mental health and faith. And uh, we're kind of getting now into this part of our season where we're where we're talking about just these different topics under the heading of mental health. And today we get to a real fun one, something that I'm sure we can all relate to, uh, college-age people, young people, myself, you're eight years old, you're 88 years old, and that's the subject of stress, talking about stress. And I'm talking about that topic today with my good friend, Katie Dennis. Hello, Katie. (laughs) Good old stress. Good old stress, my old friend. Um, I'm sure uh, people's interest is piqued just by the beginning of this podcast of like stress. I'm tuning in. I'm going to listen 10 times uh, because stress is a part of my life. But before we get to that conversation, we're going to have our precious moment. Precious moment. Precious moment. Mm -hmm. And our precious moment is just a time to... Take a deep breath and think about something that made us smile. So that's yeah. the question. It's just in recent memory, Katie, what's something that has put a smile on your face? The thing that brings a smile to my face is um, performances by my two nieces, who are five and seven, Aww. Jasmine and Tiana, as they are uh, also known as, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and seeing them um, so excited to um, perform and sing and dance and all of us cheer them on. It always makes me smile. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. That's beautiful. <laughs> I think for me, something that's making me smile is um, I was drinking this chai tea latte today Hail. from Cafe Four. Shout out Cafe Four, attached <laughs> here to Three Crosses Church. And um, it was very delicious. Mm. And um, we're still kind of in the middle of winter here, you know, January, February, whatever. And um, it's a tasty beverage. It so is. I do love a chai. Just felt like God's little blessing in my life drinking this chai. What were you drinking? Uh, <laughs> Do I want to Don't know? rat me out. <laughs> it's uh, a good old coffee is what I'll say. Okay. But, uh, you know, my old age shows itself because that's some Folgers in there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm talking about a handcrafted chai tea latte from Cafe Four. You're drinking Folgers, Katie? I'm drinking some good old classic Folgers. Oh, Reminds me of my grandpa. <laughs> I didn't even know people did that anymore. <laughs> For shame. For shame. There's a lot of people listening who probably never had Folgers in their I know. entire life. I know. It's nostalgic for me. Wow. <laughs> Well, love that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, as we get into today's conversation about stress, we're going to begin as we do with each of our episodes with our disclaimer, which is this. This podcast episode is not a replacement for professional therapy. This podcast is a platform where we will be sharing resources and information that may be useful to the general public. If you need immediate assistance, call 988. 
Okay, so um, I think we're giving the people what they want here with this content. We're talking about (laughs) stress and then kind of related to that burnout today, today's episode. And uh, we were just talking before the podcast and uh, we started and Katie said, you know, stress isn't like a big key issue for me. And it's like, wow, um, (laughs) that's incredible because uh, stress and just dealing with, man, the the pressure, the weight of trying to make it all happen. Yeah. You know, maybe you're listening to this. It's it's midterms. It's finals. You got work responsibility. You got family obligations. You got all, maybe your blood pressure is rising. Just Mm -hmm. listening to me. I think you're causing some stress (laughs) in some people (laughs) saying all the things. Yes. (laughs) Trigger warning. (laughs) Yes. Good point. (laughs) Um, that you know stress is probably something we can all relate to and just like how do I how do I cope with this how do I how do I deal with this and maybe it can get to like levels where it's it's hurting our mental health it's hurting Mm -hmm. our uh, physical health Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe we just begin this conversation by just defining stress so what what is stress and and how do I kind of detect like yes I'm experiencing stress right now yeah for sure so uh, it's not that I've never experienced stress Max (laughs) (laughs) okay okay (laughs) It's just not not my natural bend. (laughs) I go more towards sadness. Uh, You know, just that light thing. Um, Okay, so uh, one thing that I think is kind of important to, to distinguish is stress versus a stressor right so uh, stress is really just like the feeling or the pull uh, dysregulation kind of that occurs internally in response to a stressor something stressful happening okay so it's the physical and emotional response to something that has happened to us so emotionally you know I might feel um, overwhelmed panic worry concern right stress Sure. It's a feeling. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the stressor is the thing that is happening. A deadline, an expectation, um, a major event, you know, whatever the thing is that's contributing that you listed so beautifully before. Yes. Yes. We don't have to go back to that. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so then you're going to, you know, if you're feeling the feeling of stress, you're going to, you know, probably have an increased uh, heart rate, you know, maybe some sweating, uh, franticness in your body because you can feel the energy in it. So you might be moving rapidly you might not be able to focus completely you know yeah yeah you tell me (laughs) (laughs) what is stress well in terms of how you feel it yeah you know I think I think part of it is what happens to me and part of it's what I do to myself you know well said internal (laughs) versus external stressors (laughs) there we go yeah you know I think you know maybe I mean one of the things that's a source of stress in my life is like conflict mm. and I'm sure that's something mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. listening can relate to is just like I know something's not right yes you know or I maybe I like as a pastor you know maybe I'll see something happen between people and mm-hmm. I just I'll get this sinking feeling in my stomach I'll mm-hmm. feel clammy I'll just like the feel like the blood's draining out of my yes. face it's like wow this is this is going to be something significant that we have to wrestle with you know mm-hmm. or that I have to wrestle with personally because I, there's dissonance between me and somebody else and so yeah. I feel my body just has a response to a stressor like yes. you said but then you know I can pile on that stress maybe exactly. by like entertaining thoughts by you know kind of clenching my teeth and fists and just kind of worrying um, you know so that can kind of that's what it feels like for me sometimes it's like something I'll, I'll have just a natural response to a stressor yes. and then maybe it gets multiplied by things that I'm doing in my mind, in my schedule or whatever to maybe amplify it. Yeah. So what you're describing really is the stress cycle. Okay. Tell us what the stress cycle is. (laughs) So you're doing it beautifully. (laughs) So a stressor comes at you, right? And your, your nervous system clicks in automatically. 
And that's what you're talking about. It feels kind of out of control, right? And that's because you're instantly going into fight, flight, or freeze. And so your nervous system is kind of taking over. And so the things that, uh, like your prefrontal lobe, where are the things that you can have understanding, you know, all of that stuff, they decrease. And you're, the things that enable you to escape a situation kick in. So that's why you start sweating, increased heart rate, frantic movement in your body. Because back in the day, you needed to run. <laughs> right? Sometimes that's what I do still. Yeah. Right? Like flee, <laughs> you know? I need to escape. <laughs> I need to escape. And we're all begging to escape a stressor, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then you get in the cycle, right, of stressful event happens nervous system activates you go to unhealthy coping skills right okay. which is like the thought the worry the concern right and then you're increasing the stress that you're feeling in your body internally right because you're not utilizing a healthy coping skill yeah. that could buy your nervous system the time it needs to understand that you're actually safe mm. wow okay okay <laughs> so say more about second. that yeah you know like <laughs> I, what, what my mind went to is you were talking, you were talking about unhealthy coping skills. Mm -hmm. So there's coping to be done with stress yes. right? and there's unhealthy coping Yes. Uh, and then there's healthy coping, mm -hmm. right? So it sounds like you're saying there might be healthy coping skills that I think you, using your words there by my, my body time to know that I'm actually okay. Yeah. That you're actually safe. So right? what, what do you mean by that? So, um, you know, everybody knows the classic things of like, you need to take a deep breath. Mm. Right. And uh, all of us can uh, have had times where we've tried to experience that or utilize that. Right. And in many ways, sometimes even we'll roll our eyes at that idea. Sure. <laughs> right. Like you just need to take a deep breath. It's like, uh huh. Yeah, sure. Right. And that's because we're trapped in the stress cycle. Right. And so all of it is compounding and circulating itself over and over again. Right. But if you made the five deep breaths a consistent part of moving through stress mm. versus getting stuck in it, mm. right, then your nervous system okay. develops the habit of being able to calm down sooner and quicker so you're no longer stuck in the loop. Right. Yeah. So th Evidence-based things like taking five deep breaths give your brain the opportunity it needs to catch up to the fact that it's safe, right? Exercise, right? Everybody knows exercise is a thing that's recommended, right, for stress or anxiety, depression, all of those things, right? Sure. But it's actually research evidence-based to actually allow your nervous system to move through stress. That's mm -hmm. the goal. Move mm -hmm. through it. Okay. Don't get caught in it right? So when you implement healthy coping skills in that cycle, right, then you're moving through it and it's releasing through your body versus circling back on itself mm -hmm. and feeding itself and increasing the stress that you're carrying in your body on a regular basis, which leads to the burnout, mm -hmm. right? So burnout is emotional exhaustion from being stuck in the stress cycle, that is what it is. I'm absorbing a lot as you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is for me. <laughs> right? So that Continue. Yeah. So that is what burnout actually is. You're caught in it, right? So you are just emotionally, physically, mentally, probably spiritually exhausted mm. from just being caught in this stress cycle, right? 
So if you're able to do things like move your body Mm -hmm. is the number one thing, right? Then a second one, if you're not like a big gym rat, right? And you're like, "Uh, I don't want to go run four miles because your girl right here, she ain't running four miles. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) This body is not built for running either. I'm going to tell you that. These knees, too much basketball, right? Uh, You could also use your imagination to pop out of it. So to uh, write a poem, record a song, fiddle on the piano draw a picture create something right coloring coloring right those books that are on were on every shelf like five years ago (laughs) right they're actually like evidence-based they're cheesy but something's only cheesy uh, because it's common but if it works it works who cares yeah be cheesy right and the other one uh a part of imagination is being able to create a story right and if you don't have the capacity to create a story you could also watch a story so if you have a nostalgic movie that has that move through where there's a positive resolve at the end, right? Yeah. Watch the movie, yeah. <laughs> right? Read the book, right? Sure. All of those things. And then another one that I think is really great and is connection. So something as simple as a 20-second embrace with a safe person is going to help that whole system get back online because you're feeling comforted and safe, Mm. right? So any kind of connection can work. The 20-second one could be a little awkward if you're like at work or something, right? (laughs) Why are you hugging me for so long? Please don't touch me. I did not give consent for that. This is an odd request, but can I hug you for 20 seconds? (laughs) I really need it for my mental health. (laughs) Yeah, but even just a superficial interaction, like when you got your nice cozy chai, right? And you're interacting with the guy behind, right? And just like, hey man, how you doing? What's going on or whatever, right? It kicks you back into the ability to relax because you can't have conversations like that when you're running from a lion. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So your system is coming back online and letting you know that you're safe and things are okay and you're in a good environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, I'm learning a lot from what you're saying <laughs> as I'm sitting here. Um, <laughs> these are like healthy responses to um, like a, a moment of stress, mm-hmm. you know? And... Um, just kind of what's appearing in my mind as you're thinking is we kind of have a choice at the point of attack, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. when a stressor appears in my life, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe somebody rear ends me, you know, right. or like I have a difficult conversation with somebody, you know, I have, I can either kind of enter the cycle, kind of like what you said, of these unhealthy coping things mm-hmm. that can kind of compound stress, mm-hmm. or I can kind of go this other way, you know, mm-hmm. of, you know, like an, an embra- a moment of connection, you know, something that can kind of give me some more runway so that I can de-stress, mm-hmm. you know, I can make some room. It's like, hey, I, I don't have to run away. I don't have to hide. I don't have to cover it over with unhealthy things. Mm-hmm. I can kind of absorb it. And mm-hmm. maybe as a person of faith, I can absorb it with God, yeah. you know, in connection with him and engaging in these healthy practices. And so I can kind of de-escalate mm-hmm. instead of like getting into like the 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 rock tumbler of stress, you know, right. I'm just getting tossed around and I can definitely relate to that of just kind of like feeling like I'm just kind of caught in something mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get out, but I don't really know how to get out. And uh, I think the the things that you provided there, I think were all helpful ways to kind of short circuit that cycle. Yeah. And you know, uh, let's say, you know, like the thing you mentioned in terms of like, maybe you're having a stressful interaction or a conflict with someone or whatever. I also want to be able to like empower people to say like, if you're in the midst of a conflict and you can feel it escalating to just call a timeout. 
and just say, I appreciate you. I understand what you're saying. I need to take some time to really process what it is that's coming at me and give yourself the freedom to actually flee. Yeah. Right. Fight, flight or freeze. Right. Yeah. Flee. <laughs> Run. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that you can catch your breath because you also don't need to stay in an unsafe situation. Mm. Right. This isn't to like help you cope through an unsafe situation is to remind you that you are in a safe situation. And that's only true if you are in a safe situation. Yeah. Yeah. That does kind of make me think about um, recurring stress. Yes. You know, and um, just thinking about, like you're saying, like I'm walking away, like maybe the person I experience a lot of stress with is in my family. And it's like, I can't leave. I live with this person. <laughs> you know, I see them all the time or it's a coworker. Yeah. And, um, and this kind of relates then to something we, we wrote here in our notes, which is about boundaries. Yeah. And uh, I've heard it said maybe that a key to reducing stress is, is having healthy boundaries. Maybe stress comes where maybe my boundaries aren't respected, you mm-hmm. know, or where I, there's no boundaries. And I just feel like I have to do whatever this person says all of the time and I'm caught in this cycle of stress. So maybe just tell us like what, what, what is a boundary? How do you create that? How can that help us reduce stress in our lives? Yeah. So really what we're trying to do when we're using boundaries or using any kind of resources, right, is we're trying to actually reduce the stressors that cause the stress. Okay. Right. So uh, I'll take something not related to relationships, right? Like if you have food insecurity, that is a stressor. Sure. Right. That is causing stress all the time. That's a recurring stress. What's my next meal that I'm going to eat? I'm feeling the pains of hunger. Right. Yeah. So then to implement an action step that reduces the stressor is the way to reduce the feeling of stress. So I might reach out for support from a local food bank or resources. You know, I'm sure here you guys have resources for people that have food insecurity or different things. Right. Mm -hmm. So then what we're actually trying to do is diminish the stressor, right? And then the feelings of stress release themselves as well because we're able to move through. We have consistent meals coming our way or we know where our next meal is coming from, right? So then in terms of relationships, coworker, family, friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever, right? Then you're going to have to start implementing some boundaries that could reduce the stressors that are coming your way. So if you are in a high conflict relationship, right, then I might actually need to find a way to reduce that stressor by finding support to change my living situation or pursue therapy or counseling with my partner in order to reduce the amount of conflict that we have within it. Or I might actually have to implement a pretty strong boundary and actually end some relationships in order to maintain my safety and my own mental health and well-being. And those actually are the helping healthy coping strategies. But to answer your original question in terms of what is a boundary, right? The good old classics, Cloud and Townsend, Boundaries book. (laughs) Uh, You know, they simply define that as the place where I end and you begin. That's all. Yeah. So where do I end and you begin, right? So I end at this marker point, right? Like this is as far as I'm willing to go. You're extending an invitation to me to engage in high conflict or unrealistic expectations or a work environment that doesn't create safety for me or my coworkers, right? Well, I'm not willing to cross into that place anymore. 
right and so I need to find ways or support to actually change my job reach out to HR if that's you know a safe possibility for you or implement things that reduce the stressors that are coming my way that I'm experiencing on a general regular basis and that will automatically allow me to move through the stress I'm carrying in my body and release it yeah so I mean I think what part of what you're describing here is that there's there's work to be done. Yes. Right. In terms of setting boundaries, creating I mean, even as you were talking there about like a boundary conversation with a person perhaps and saying, Hey, this is not as this is as far as I'm willing to go. This is where I end, this is where you begin. I mean, someone could say back, say, Well, you could do this. Why won't you? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes and that's kind of brings in the conflict part where it's mm-hmm. like and maybe that's in this unhealthy relationship we have with somebody because it's like I just keep giving in. Like I don't want to go cross this line but this person they, they keep guilting me you know maybe yeah. there's someone in my family it's like I can't say no to them and I'm stressed <laughs> I don't feel well you know and um, I think all of those are obviously it's every situation is unique to each person mm-hmm. but um, that's just kind of what I was thinking as you were talking is just that there's there's work required and I think we we need support in that too yeah and that we need to maybe seek that support that we need when we're maybe struggling to set a boundary with somebody or maybe it would just it's feeling overwhelming to Mm -hmm. like know that it's okay to invite somebody to help us maybe create healthy spaces yeah we don't have to do that alone and um you know I'm going to say something real controversial here Uh oh please do (laughs) alert uh in my view and I think in some others views as well guilt is a manipulation tactic Yeah. It's a way to get someone to do something that you want them to do. But that doesn't mean that you have to accept the guilt that they're trying to give you. Mm. Right. You are always entitled, empowered, able, equipped to RSVP. No. (laughs) 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 To things that you are invited to. Mm. Right. Um, And uh, I mean that literally like birthday parties and whatever right (laughs) but also you know emotionally as well too you can rsvp no to feelings of guilt shame uh disappointment failure you know whatever yeah all those things and that's the place of where i end and they begin yeah right um yeah so i would like to remind everyone Please do. That no is a complete sentence. Yeah. I even Googled it. <laughs> Come on now, Katie. And so to be able to say someone who's trying to guilt you into doing something that you know is just not right for you, mm-hmm. it's okay to say no. Yeah. And then you go to your safe person and you move through the feelings that you're having knowing that the other is upset with you. Yeah. Because you're not actually doing something wrong. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's a word a lot of people need to hear that no is not wrong. (laughs) I'm not doing something wrong when I'm saying no to somebody. Yeah. When they're inviting me to cross a boundary I know is is unhealthy for me. Yeah. And I mean like a quick, easy example that I'll give you real fast, like just as a point of reference is if I'm invited to a major birthday party, like let's say it's somebody's 30th birthday, right? And it's like really big and huge and you know it's going to be a huge party and you know that you don't love that, right? (laughs) But you don't want to disappoint your friend. Because it's their big 30th birthday. Sure. Right? Um, Then it is possible to actually communicate to someone, I really love you, I really value you, and I really want to celebrate you. Is it possible for us to do something one-on-one so that I can make sure that you feel celebrated that day? Mm. Right? You're saying, thanks for the invite to the party. You're important to me. Can we do that in a way that works for both of us? 
Yeah. That's beautiful. I think that's really helpful. i just kind of how to navigate some of those complexities of relationship for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was joking at the beginning of this podcast of, uh, I was eager for these responses because, uh, this is something I experienced personally in my life. And I think, you know, I think obviously talking with college age people, I'm thinking about like finals, you know, yes. like as we're recording this, maybe it's <laughs> midterm season, it's finals time. Mm-hmm. And we have times where there's stressful seasons. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stressors mm-hmm. that we, we can't change. Mm-hmm. We can't run away from their responsibilities, their requirements. We have stressful seasons, mm-hmm. you know, where there's just higher demand placed upon us that at other times, um, you know, what, what would you say for somebody who's just in- encountering kind of a, a time it's more of a heavy lift, you know, just in terms of more requirements, deadlines, there's just more. Yeah. So I, I mean, my big thing is like communicate, communicate, communicate. Sure. <laughs> right. Uh, and so like when I, uh, finished my 3000 hours, that's how many hours of practice you have to do in order to get licensed. Right. And I'm like taking my big licensing exam. It's like multiple hours, tons of questions. Right a lot of material that was one of the most stressful times of my life right really trying to nail it down really trying to study trying to remember all the things doing you know it consumed my life for a period of time i knew that ahead of time because i had seen other therapists go before me so what i did during that time is i said i'm gonna need these three months or you know a couple months to really focus on this exam and really study and that means that i'm not going to be able to engage in the same way that i had been in relationships volunteer opportunities work you know all that stuff Um, and so i set it up ahead of time that everybody knew that so then i wasn't carrying the extra weight of disappointing friends Sure. Or family, Why can't or Katie different hang things out like that. <laughs> right? You're always stunning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just said, you know, like I love you, I care about you. This is a really big, busy season in my life, and I need to do this. And I will see you when I get out, and we'll celebrate together, right? So I think it is kind of taking a moment to look at what is coming your way, because we know midterms come every semester, <laughs> and finals come every semester, <laughs> right? And so can I communicate that to family, friends, work? right in a way that facilitates me being able to focus on the thing that I need to in that temporary situation without carrying the extra stuff that comes along with worrying about what people are thinking about you right and not just that maybe I'm even thinking giving permission to myself yes that I'm not going to be able to do as much you know it's just temporary because (laughs) I have these other things that are going to be coming to the forefront at this moment, you know, because sometimes for me, the hardest person to convince is me, right? you know, of like, no, I should be doing more. I should be able to do all this plus all the things I was doing before, but I'm stressed. I'm in this cycle, you know, and I'm, I'm not feeling good. You're stuck in the loop, man. And (laughs) I just have to tell myself like, it's okay to be doing less right now. Yes. You know? Because this is, we only have so much capacity. You know, like I kind of give people this picture of like a rubber band. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of stretch it. And when it's kind of fresh, you, mm-hmm. it, it, it snaps back, you mm-hmm. know. And there's times where, you know, it does, it gets, it starts to lose that elasticity. Mm-hmm. And then one day it doesn't snap back. It just snaps. Right. You know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and that's kind of the burnout piece. Totally. You know, and just to know I only have so much elasticity. You yes. Know, I only have so much capacity. And to be at peace with that, I mean, that kind of refers back to our, our, our identity episode, mm-hmm. you know, that sometimes we bring stress on ourselves because we think we have to do so much to right. feel validated, to feel like what, so whatever person or professor mm-hmm. or whoever, you know, counts us worthy. And that's kind of this endless 
unhealthy pursuit that just totally. fills us with stress, right? So kind of coming to that place of peace and, and settledness can allow me to let go in those seasons where it's like, hey, I'm not going to be able to do everything that I would do in another time because I have these big these big things and I'm yeah. going to give myself permission and let other people know that like, Hey, I love you. I care about you, but kind of, this is the focus right now. And so I'm, I'm kind of withdrawing in mm-hmm. so that, um, I'm kind of reducing those stressors mm-hmm. that maybe sometimes I, I know for me personally, I create for myself, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, the thing I'll say to that is the God of the universe took a day of rest. Come on now. <laughs> if the God of the universe needs some rest, <laughs> Max and Katie do too. Absolutely. (laughs) Permission given. (laughs) (laughs) Permission given. And the other thing I'll say to that too uh, is like we aren't actually made to do life alone. Mm. We don't actually have to be able to do all things all the time. That's an unrealistic expectation. That's impossible to do. So you're always going to feel like you're failing in some way if that's the standard that you're holding yourself as to is that I have to do this on my own. No way. We are made for community. We are made to be interdependent. We are made to celebrate the things in others that we can't do ourselves and to utilize them when we need them. I need you. You need me. Amen. That was one of the first things that God said, right? It's not good to be alone. Right. It's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. You don't got to do it all. Amen. Well, as we kind of bring this to a close today, this really exciting conversation about <laughs> stress, I hope that people could just take a deep breath and feel, I mean, have some permission to yes. make some healthy choices and to find some peace. Um, and I'm just thinking about, you know, we, we might be in a season where like we're, it's, it's, we're feeling tiredness, we're, we're encountering some adversity you know, and maybe what's the difference? How might I know if like, okay, you know, like this is just a season or is it like, is this pace I'm trying to run at unsustainable? Mm-hmm. Like what might be some of the signs of like, yeah, this is just, you know, this is the 3000 hours this is just a time mm-hmm. or, you know, how do I know of like, you know, what I'm trying to, tr- trying to sustain kind of this heavy lift I'm going through like this, this is unhealthy and I should scale it back. Yeah. Yeah, to me, the most like obvious things are going to be like um, consistency of negative symptoms, Mm. right? So if I wake up one day and like I am kind of lethargic, don't really have motivation, feeling kind of overwhelmed and need to stay in bed, right? Cool. Who cares? Take a day of rest, right? (laughs) Like live it up, (laughs) you know? Uh, If it turns into two, three, a month, six Mm. months, right? Mm. Then we're on like a consistency of not having energy, feeling overwhelmed, Mm. our headaches, you know, stomach issues. Right. And so now we're like in a place of, this is like the norm, Mm. right. Versus something that's kind of rare and sporadic and popping up on occasion. Right. That is when we've crossed over into, we need some external support, Mm. right. Or we need a major life shift. And in order to have major life shifts, you usually need a support system to walk you through that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the moments that you're going to be like, maybe I need to reach out to my support system pastoral staff, a therapist, maybe I've crossed over into like a more intensive experience of severe anxiety or depression Mm. and actually might need some support in a different way, like Mm. medication or different things. Yeah. Yeah. So So I would say consistency. Okay. So it's like, is it just kind of, does it pass briefly or is it like, is it lingering? Is it something that I'm I'm not shaking Mm -hmm. at the pace I'm trying to run at the relationship levels that I'm living? Like maybe a change is needed. I might need some help. I need to reach out to kind of maybe make a change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You tell me. (laughs) How do you know the difference? 
Well, um, I, uh, you know, at the end of this, I, I don't know, I, I, I've told you this, but I have like a little small business where I grow cut flowers on a family farm. Oh, very cool. And um, last season, I was working here part-time at the church, and we were, we were kind of expanding this enterprise, and I was probably working like 70 or 80-hour weeks oh for gosh. like three months. Yeah. And at the end of that, I just kind of like limped across the finish line, yeah. and I didn't... I didn't want to look at a flower for like three months, pretty okay. much, yeah. you know, and every day it was kind of like what you were describing. There was just like, I didn't have the energy mm-hmm. to even like think about it. Mm-hmm. And I had lost kind of the passion and joy mm-hmm. for it and had to rediscover that. And, um, that was just kind of me feeling like, I think I'm just, I'm burned out on this, you yeah. know, because I was trying to run at this pace that was not healthy. It wasn't sustainable. And I've just, I've lost this joy that I had before. And, um, and it's, it's, it's can also be kind of a scary place because you're kind of like, when am I going to feel better? Right. You know, kind of when you, when the rubber band snaps, yeah. um, like how do you rebuild that resilience? How do you return to that place of joy that's maybe been stamped out because you were just going so hard at something mm-hmm. or you were just living with this unhealthy situation for so long, you just have this deadness. And, and I think we've, we've repeated that refrain several times in this season that, hope is possible yeah you know that there can be i think about in the song that talks about you know restore to me the joy of my Mm. salvation you Mm -hmm. know like i've lost that spark um to live the life that god's uniquely calling me to i want to find that again yeah so yeah i think that's part of as i said like yeah this is of of personal interest to me this topic because I've, i've found myself in those places where I've just had all these stressors. I didn't know how to avoid them. And it's brought me to this place where I kind of lose myself. Hmm. And um, it was, I think, just times of rest in God's presence, you know, just 20 second hugs from yeah. friends, you know, like totally. Um, just that, but healing is, is there. It, mm-hmm. it can happen. And if we're listening to this and we feel overwhelmed by stress, we're, we're feeling burned out. Like, yeah, we're raising our hand. We're saying amen in the car, wherever we're hearing this. Like, yeah, yeah that's me. And you know, can, can I find my way back? I think that we both say yes. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Yes, you can. And, and you can prevent it from yeah. having again, right? So in a moment like that, where you know you hit it, right? And you hit the place of like lack of joy, right? Once you're like in a healthier spot again, you've had started ex- having more experiences of joy. I would really encourage everyone to map out the timeline of what led to that spot. Mm. Because if you can catch it sooner and implement boundaries, coping skills, healthy ones, right, to get yourself out of that loop sooner, right? You're going to experience circumstances like that or seasons in your life like that less and less because you know what it looks like from a distance Mm -hmm. and you can catch it from a distance and implement small things to prevent it from becoming the life that you're experiencing during that time. Mm. Amen. (laughs) Well, I think that's a helpful way to kind of close our conversation with just something practical Mm -hmm. of uh, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling burned out, um, a path forward is available. Yes. Um, God is available to walk with us, you know, back to that place of, of renewed joy and lightness. And you might be kind of in a season of, of a heavy lift right now, but, um, help is available Mm -hmm. and that's good news. Amen. So uh, anything else? We wrap it up here. Uh, no, is a complete sentence. Absolutely. (laughs) It's a good word.
Well, with that, uh, just a reminder that this podcast episode is not a replacement for professional therapy. This podcast is a platform where we will be sharing resources and information that may be useful to the general public. If you need immediate assistance, please call 988. Well, I want to say a huge thank you again to our incredible guest for helping us to engage with this important topic. Thanks, Katie. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) And thanks to you, the listener, for listening. We hope that you found today's conversation helpful, hopeful, and uh, we hope to catch you again soon. This is the Praxis Podcast. Have a great day.